Welcome to the CE Pro Podcast. I'm Executive Editor Arlen Schweiger. In this week's episode, part two of CE Pro Editor Bob Archer's conversation with Joel Silver of the Imaging Science Foundation, Jason Dustel of Meridio, and Robert Zone of Value Electronics. This is a fun one as they discuss the annual King of TV shootout evaluation that Value Electronics stages every year and the results from the 2021 competition. As always, be sure to subscribe to CE Pro's YouTube channel and hit that like button on our videos or subscribe to the CE Pro podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. I have one more question and I want to circle back to... uh the uh, 2021 Value Electronics 4K and 8K TV shootout evaluation event. What, first of all, what did you think of the ultra short throw products in particular? I found it fascinating that you guys evaluated these products. Thank you. So this is a big year for ultra short throw technology advancement. We have dedicated lasers that are red, green, and blue. So we have much better color fidelity, color accuracy, and fantastic color saturation. They produce 107% of BT 2020. No TV could even do that. Not close. So we're seeing color saturation and color accuracy like we have never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it on 100-inch and 120-inch screens. So the experience is fantastic. They're 4K, HDR-capable and they produce a brilliant high color volume. They produce tremendous uh, accuracy in every element of picture quality. We, it, I had to do an ultra short, short throw uh, evaluation event because the products are so good this year. I wanted to give them the proper exposure to the market that they so well deserve. Uh, this is a big advancement tech year in the technology of ultra short throw. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was well attended. And we've had a lot of good feedback from the press and the media, as well as the people that watched worldwide. And Robert, too, you, you probably remember when we were measuring some of those, uh, just to, to uh, circle back to your point about the color volume and the color gamut. Um, I remember I, it was one of the three. And I remember reading um, just normal green primary and my jaw dropped when I saw where it landed on the CIE chart. I was like, I this has to be this. Ha-, I was like, there's no way this is right. There's no way this is right. So we measured it two or three times and it was right. And as right. soon as we put on some content that had some green in it, and there was also some content too, you probably remember with some red, uh, yeah. there were some red flowers in a field and we all just stood there and we're like, yes. whoa. <laughs> right, but Jason, awesome. you bring up an interesting point. Robert, we have the capacity and the capability for huge color gamut. The problem in this entire full RGB laser world is detuning it down to where you want it to reproduce P3. So color management on the RGB laser ultra short throws is very difficult to engineer. And that's where a lot of them fall apart. You don't want to exaggerate a cartoon like color, which happens if the color management is not there. Now, I know one particular guy who just went to work for one of these manufacturers a year ago. And you saw the benefit of his work. He's an expert in color management. They lured him from another company yeah. and brought him in just for what we call color management system, CMS. Right. But with laser, it's significantly more challenging when you're starting mm-hmm. with a lot more gamut than you want. Because forget more than 2020. I don't want 2020. It's wrong for all our content. Mm-hmm. I right. want exactly P3, not more, not less. It's kind of like turntable speed. I don't want it being too fast or too slow. It's kind of like the 
it's kind of 33 and a third. I want that. I don't want 37 RPM. It's not better. So reining it in is critical. The beautiful part about it is I've got all the color I want, so I'm not compromising anymore. Where For the last 30 years, we've been trying to get to the outside of the color gamut. We didn't have enough color. Now right. I got surplus color, but it's still an error. So, yeah. you know, Jason, I, we, we're re reeling him in. If you have too much, you know you can make it work if mm. the CMS is there. Right. So we did a shootout in Beijing. We, Rob, we did a shootout in Beijing yes. with 30 of those ultra short throws yes. just before the world ended. And I got to tell you, the progress in two years in the product category has been impressive. Yeah. yeah. Where we had dysfunctional products times 30 and they've done great strides but these are new categories the lenses have to get better the screens have to get better the yes. color management as you saw some of them have a good color management now certainly not all right the lens, the lenses only, are a challenge i only wanted to illustrate the 107 percent of bt 2020 uh, capability to show the advancement for the future of technology of mm -hmm. what we can do Without with these projectors, uh, but they tamed down to be very accurate for P3 DCI. Thankfully, finally, when, yes. when to get those crazy color gamuts too. Don't forget, guys, that we're putting it into like its native, you know, color gamut. So you, you guys are right. I mean, you put it into the proper color gamut for that format, and it's all good. The other thing I just wanted to mention too. Um, I really like where they're going with how these things look and how they're placed. Uh, Robert had a salamander stand, I believe. Uh, and it was cut out specifically for one of the short throw projectors. So to the end user or to anybody that walked in, you know, you look at this hundred inch screen on the wall and you're going, where is it? You know, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's embedded into the stand. And the other thing that we played with around a little bit too, was some of these have built in speakers and we were wondering yeah. How do these things actually sound, you know, because we're so used to the flimsy little speakers that you can barely fit into a flat panel. And we played some music on some of those ultra short throws and we were looking at each other. We're like, wow, that actually sounds pretty I good. Know. I know. Yeah. They're, they're a lot of fun. This no, is, your your timing for the shit out was good because a couple of years ago, this wasn't a serious product category. That's right. So the progress uh, since the last shootout we did in China has been spectacular. But as Jason says, the appeal of the product from an installation basis is instantaneous, especially in urban environments where I can't run wires through ceiling, mm -hmm. where I don't have a lot of space, where I don't have the option of putting in massive cabinets and pulling wires. It's very install friendly in urban environments. And that's why it came out in the Orient first. Smaller rooms there for bigger screens. They didn't have the option of putting in projectors for real, unless they took it out of the closet and put it on the coffee table. And that's been the Asian solution for a generation. This is a nice implementation who's finally starting to come of age, but uh, not all functional yet. We're just seeing the best of that market. So the difference between a mediocre ultra short throw and a good one is massive, mm -hmm. much more than a flat panel. This is the biggest upgrade in display technology for flat panels and projection that we've seen in many, many years. Oh, we have larger screens. We have higher peak lumens. We have infinitely better video processing. The, the TV advancement this year in the premium products is the biggest advancement I've seen in many, many years. There's a bigger one coming. There's a much bigger one coming. And I've got one of my clients putting it in shortly. And Jason, you and I have sat there and watched some of the video walls at the trade shows. Unreal. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to see massive price decreases over the next 12 to 24 months. A few of them, a very few of them have decent dynamic range because the blacks are good. Yes. Uh, 
The one we're putting in is going to be, you know, 16 feet wide and it's 4K. It's a thousand nits. It's P3 color. Yes. And the only problem with it is I have the wrong job. Yeah. <laughs> I can't come close to affording it. I need a new job for that. But well, you know, and- I like my job, so I'll keep my job. But when you have these things, and, you know, Robert, not too long ago, we were in New York City dealing with a film crew, people knocking out the uh, first run movie. They wanted to talk to us about the future of screen sizes. Right. And I told them, you're asking the wrong question. And this, this is putting together a first run movie. They said, what do you think the future is of screen sizes for TV? So I said, you're asking the wrong question. It's not screen sizes. It's room size. Yeah, wall size. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're going to fill the wall. That's right. It, it may be wallpaper all day where you're watching the Grand Canyon or Petra in Jordan, whatever your famous part of Yellowstone is going to be. And then some of it will do email. Some will be the baby cam and some will be the movies or the whole thing will be the movies. So this product category is the next one to rock the industry. And if budget's no object, you're there already. When it's, it's you're inevitable. referring to our micro LED. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, just like the ultra short throw, very few of them are ready for prime time for home video. For right. signage, they're all ready for prime time. Correct. But it's but motion it, it's, processing, color management, and contrast ratios, good blacks on these things are rare. And you know, these are going to be entertainment for the wealthy, like everything else new. It starts with the high-end product and then watch it tumble. Mm-hmm. It's, it's inevitable too. I got a phone call from a calibrator friend of ours a couple of weeks ago and he was just in awe about, um, I mean, sure he was in Manhattan in a penthouse, but uh, the fact that there was one in a residential you know, home like that, uh, that just shows you that we're at that next step of affordability. And, you know, several years from now, it'll be nice because, you know, you, you buy enough of the blocks to, you know, or the tiles to make a hundred inch screen. And then two years later you say, well, let's go to a 200 inch screen. You just buy more blocks. So yeah. it's cool that it's modular. And the other thing that really has always bothered me about them. And this was the early, early, early ones. I'm not a big fan of seeing seams. And that was kind of an issue at the beginning. And these last few that we've seen at like ISC last year. Right. Um, I mean, I was, I was close to these things, guys. And I saw no seams. I mean, it was, it was really, really well done. They're nice. Well, here's where nice. Robert's skills come into play. Robert, even on the best of them, if you haven't controlled the ambient light, you'll see the seams mm-hmm. and Robert and I were together with one of these at a launch in New York. We sat next to each other and we looked at a reflection of a spotlight yeah. on a right. million dollar wall. And you could see every seam because the light mm-hmm. control was not off. It was contrary to anything resembling a presentation They had a spotlight shining on it. We had to turn that off. Mm-hmm. So Robert's skills integration are going to come into play because the room design for this it's going to be critical. You can have lots of light coming from the ceiling down, but you can't have light behind you mm-hmm. reflecting right. in the wall. It's going to be like a shiny laptop. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to watch where you're watching it. So, but uh, that's the future blow me away system. And, you know, I've got a room for it. I'm all set up. I've got the space. I've got the design. I just uh, need them to come down in price by about 95%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, that, that brand that we saw together at that press conference, they're on their third generation now. And I was just uh, brought in for a sneak preview of that. It's gorgeous. The seams are so thin and so tight together, the panels. This was another big upgrade in the micro LED. Uh, that's what's going in my client's house. Very good. Okay. So he's, we know he sold, he sold his company. I told okay. him, by the time you sell your company, I'll have a new toy for you. Okay. Very good. So he's unhappy because it's not available this week. 
like kids with new toys. They, they don't have any patience. They want it now. That's right. And that's our client base. We have better toys. And, you know, in all realistic thinking, no one needs a 100-inch TV set. No one needs 22 channels of the sound. These remain entertainment, and they remain big people's toys. Yes. And they're fun. Nobody needs an 800-horsepower car either, but, hey, here we are. Yeah, and, you know, there's a waiting list for those, too. Yeah. So it's a good era for lots of toys, and they're all, all the good toys are backordered. Because yeah. a lot of people have discriminating taste. You, know, know you, you can get a moderately priced 4K HDR 100 inch with the ultra short throw projection. Yeah, and you true. get, I don't know if I can mention brands, but Sony's, oh, new, Sony's new HTA9 with their subwoofer is a 12 cha- 12.1 channel audio system with Dolby Atmos that is amazingly Im- immersive and very high performance. So we're in a very, very great time right now for real high-end entertainment, and the prices are becoming rather rapidly more affordable. Somewhat, but I was just with the Kaleidoscape folks out in Indianapolis at Cedia, and yes. right on the outside of their booth, they mounted a 100-inch Sony flat panel Yes, in the light of the show, sure. the hostile environment. It yep. looked marvelous. They had a crowd it, of people. Yeah, I, it ripped. It just was fabulous. In the light of the show, it was absolutely fine. At 100 inches, it was fine. And that's projection sizes. Yes. You can do a whole lot less expensive 100 inch with a projector, but not with the light of the show. So That's right. Are you getting any volume on 100 inches? That's also tough to come by. No, they're tough to come by. They're twenty thousand, and we can't twenty thousand dollars at retail, and we can't get enough to fill the orders. Yeah, the new hundred inch X ninety two. It's a what gorgeous a TV. Display. It is hundred inches. Yes, they it is. Uh, it, j- just to kind of prove the point about how impressive that was. Um, they were playing, I think, an Elton John concert on that um, on a loop, and I would have walked by there a couple of times, and there were people standing around like dancing and sort of <laughs> singing the songs and stuff. And th- that's kind of what this is all about, guys. I mean, this is, this is why we do what we do. When, when, when I see a client, especially after the system's all tuned up and I see that kind of response from them, I mean, that's, that's why we're here. That's the whole point. That's right. Thank you. So but uh, we've always had that inclination. This is entertainment. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we spent the entire first generation of the CDS standard and the mission statement of the original Cedia video performance standard was to meet or exceed the yes. performance of a commercial theater. So Robert, you and I talked about this. You know, yes. Jason, you and I taught this for a very long time. And you know, uh, Bob Watch and I have talked about this with interviews. We want to meet or exceed the performance of a commercial theater. Uh, no longer. We're beyond that. Yep. I now yeah. want to meet or exceed the mastering environment. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was mastered on Adobe Pulsar, I want those 4,000 nits, but I don't want a pulsar size. I want a 100 inch, 150 inch size. So I want all the color, all the light, but I want it theatrical sized. I hope hope you have a whole room for the power supply, like a whole dedicated, like a little big closet. It's going to be LED. It's going to be efficient. It's not going to burn a lot of current. You know, you're going to have some thermal issues, but that's a Robert thing. That's an integration thing. Robert's going to have to put these things in with the right mounts and the right ventilation or reliability is not feasible. So again, they have to be robust systems, but these are the dawning days of the major wall size TVs. And is the category absurdly expensive? Well, at the launch period, at the launch event, it's always absurdly expensive and it's fun. 
But you know, these are the patrons of our art, the people buying these seven-figure systems. They're buying tomorrow's products today, and they're mm. paying for the privilege. And mm. you know, we put in a major three-chip three projector into a Palm Beach home. And I couldn't get everything done on a Friday because I had a party on Saturday. So I got in there Monday morning to finish up. We got it running. And I walked in, and the room was a mess. There were discs all over the place. There were champagne glasses all over the place. And the owner walked in holding his head a little bit. And I said, what happened? He goes, we had the most fun. We were dancing all night, drinking all night. I was playing music videos on the system. And, you know, I was thrilled for him. He goes, we were showing off the infinity pool. We were showing off the ocean front. We were showing off the hot tub. People just wanted to dance to the music and watch the big picture. And that's what we do. It's fun. And we're privileged to do this right now. It beats the hell out of having a real job. I had a real job years ago. This is much more fun than a real job. We get to play with toys. We meet amazing people. We make them happy if it's robust. So back to Bob Botch's original question, why is it important? It's not fun if it doesn't work. And we're in the entertainment business. It can't not work. That makes people angry. A toy that doesn't work is infuriating. Mm -hmm. A tool that doesn't work, you expect. A computer that doesn't work, well, that happens. But your toys, your toys aren't, they're toys that they don't work. It's got to be robust. It's got to be big. It's got to be colorful and immersive audio and high dynamic range and high frame rate, all these buzzwords. They make people happy. It's great time to be in our business. Very good. Can I I close on one statement, which is really entertaining? Mm -hmm. The International Telecommunication Union. Yep. The people who are 193 countries strong that write the proposals for mm-hmm. our industry. Uh, they were the people who uh, had their first event when we laid the pipeline between the UK and the States. They had to figure out what to do with the undersea cable, and they standardized on Morse code. So if you make a phone call, you have a satellite, the ITU has something to do with it. Everything we've talked about today and everything we're enjoying are part of the 2012 I2U UHD document. So the roadmap for all this has been out since 2012. We're 10 years in and we're not done yet. So this has been an international, multi-standard, multi-corporate event to bring the potential for ultra high definition television enhancements to life. So we're just following the roadmap. And at the end of the day, we've got to tip our hat to the engineers at the ITU who 2012 sat and said, what color can we do? And Robert, what you're talking about, one of the groups they had in 2012 with the laser projector manufacturers, they said, we can do this red, this green, this blue, no more. And we could have had a better green than they have, but we didn't have any machines that could make it. So we've got quantum dots that can do it. We have lasers that can do it. But it goes back to the 2012 document where we said we're going to go from 2K to 4K to 8K to 10K. We're going to go from 100 nits to 1,000 to 10,000 nits, which is what the system's aimed at. We're not there yet, but there's room to grow. But we're just following the roadmap, guys. And I looked at that and I said, can we make it work? And I, for one, I'm impressed and I'm happy in my own system. Yeah. And my customers are happy, but this has been a roadmap that's now in its 10th anniversary. So yeah. this is coming I, I, to- was, 
I wanted to close with two very brief statements. One is, I just want to tell you, we built some beautiful systems for our clients and for our home as well. And when we're home with my beautiful wife, Wendy, and we watch a comedy uh, romance movie, she moves over, puts her arms around me, holds my hand, because you feel the romance coming from the film and it makes you feel romantic. You get the emotions that are in that film. I have a client, a very wealthy client. We built a movie theater. He's a partner in a very large law firm in New York City. He has tennis courts, basketball courts, indoor and outdoor swimming pools in his gorgeous house. We built a movie theater for him. Now he keeps looking at his watch and he wants to go home five, six o'clock. <laughs> the partners said to him, hey, we built this firm together. 18 hours a day. We can't stay here and you go home. He says, listen, guys, you don't understand. I got a movie theater in my house. Yeah. He said, well, we got a partnership to run here. They said, decide between the movie theater or your career with us. He says, I saved a lot of money. I'm going home to watch movies. <laughs> I'm not allowed in the house anymore. His wife won't let me in. That's funny. He quit, he quit his job and he, he says the movie theater is better than the swimming pool, the basketball, the tennis courts. The movie theater is what his passion is. Well, they use it more than anything else. Everybody loves music. We turn regular people that enjoy music into audiophiles because they hear every note very clearly and Perfect. they can't help themselves but to tap their feet and sing along. We turn regular people into audio enthusiasts and hobbyists. We turn regular people into video enthusiasts because they feel the emotions that the directors and the actors put into this content. They feel like they're in the movie. So well, at this point, is, we're better. We're better than the movie theater. We are we better, the right size, we're better than the movie theater. We are in audio and video performance. Yep. We have a better experience, better performance at home. Now, they'll come back and Dolby Vision theatrically is going to be a major benefit, but it's been delayed. And our business is enhanced. Their business is damaged. So the business is in the home right now. And as the industry, Bob Archer, I give the industry a 10 plus on a grade in responding to this crisis and responding to the 2012 document. The industry has made our lives better. Absolutely. And we're all profiting by it, both, both our home viewing and our customers' home viewing and economically. It's a good time. And I was worried about ever seeing some of these things. In the document, I read it. I said, theoretically, this makes sense. When am I going to see these products? And the answer for most of the document is tonight when I press play. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thank you, guys. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Yeah, thank well, you so much, Bob. If we, if we can share what we're doing in our own homes, our customers' homes with thousands of people through your help, we're making everyone's lives look better because this is a great time so for us. True. So true. Thank you. I'm very looking forward to the stream, believe it or not, the stream of Dune when it comes out here pretty soon. That's the most thing I'm most excited about here in the near future. Very good. But don't thank you, forget, Bob, so much for having us. Foundation. Bob, one other small thing. Have you seen a movie called Coda? Oh, yeah. No. C-O-D-A. No. It's not a blockbuster audio video event. It just will warm your heart and charm you. Children of deaf adults. And if you're a music fan the way I am, the music will touch your heart. So take this from here. Go home, watch Coda, and tell everyone you know to watch it. That's great. Okay. It's you. a beautiful thing. Okay. And that's what this is all about, sharing the movie experiences with your friends. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Th thank you, guys. And uh, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Take care and enjoy. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. See you next thank time. You. Thank you. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.
Está bem. Thank you.